Hey, it's Addie and Ella, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast. Together we pray that in this episode, the message of the gospel will be clear, that it's not us, but him. It's not me, but you. Hey everyone, welcome back to another podcast episode. Today we are doing a Valentine's Day type episode about love, but yet again, we are coming to you on Valentine's Day with an episode about love, but we are going to very directly avoid the topic of relationships. (laughs) We did this very well last year by doing an episode on the different types of love, Mm -hmm. and here we are today going to be talking about the love of the world. So, dun-dun-dun, all you single people out there, you're welcome. We're just avoiding (laughs) the topic of relationships. Yeah, we're not quite ready to go there yet, so we are going to continue to avoid it, but we will still talk about the theme of love on Valentine's Day. So like Addie said, we are doing love of the world today, and we just kind of want to talk about where the Bible talks about this and how dangerous this love for the world really is, and just hoping that you realize that if you really do love the world, like, that's super dangerous, first of all, but also that means that your love for God isn't coming first and how we need to fix that in our lives. And so that's basically where we're going to go with today's episode. Please don't click off because you thought it'd be about relationships and it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's still going to be a good episode, I hope. Yeah, I, it plays into another one of the things that me and Ella are very passionate about. We've talked a lot about on this podcast about why we chose to do this podcast and it's kind of the whole lukewarm Christianity thing and just seeing people you know in our own lives and like wanting to talk about real stuff and I think love the love of the world is something very real and something that a lot of us in this age age range that we are kind of our podcast is geared towards we struggle with Mm mm-hmm yeah and I think it's important to to note which this is kind of getting ahead of myself but not loving the world you might think that you don't love the world but it's a lot more than just being frustrated with it or just not liking certain aspects of life like this is truly not loving the world but I'm getting ahead of myself here so <laughs> yeah we will jump into it before we say every point before we even read the scripture that we're diving into today which is first john chapter 2 verses 15 through 16 which i'll just go ahead and read so that we kind of understand what we're dealing with so that says do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the desires of the flesh the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the father but it is from the world That's what we're dealing with today. Yeah, and there's a lot more verses in the Bible about not loving the world, not loving the things of the world, certain things like that. But this is the scripture that we felt really laid it out very clearly. So this is just kind of what we are going to dive specifically into today. But if you're curious or if you want to look up more, we'll put some more verses on this topic down in the description. Yeah, and I think even pointing out too in this verse, it says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I think that's like something we should all stop and be like, hmm, maybe I should learn a little bit more about this Mm -hmm. and see if the love of the world really is in me because that's obviously something we don't want. Right. Um, But also it says in here, there's 
three different parts. It says it, we chase after the desires of our flesh, the desires of our eyes, and the pride of life. So I think we should just start by breaking down a little bit of what those three things are. Yes. So the desires of the flesh, whether that's desiring acceptance from others, giving into the cravings of our flesh, just like when you want something, you just go do it or go get it or immediate satisfaction. And I think this is like super, super big in our culture and our society today, especially living in the United States, because even if you live in the Midwest in the middle of nowhere, like Addie and I do, you can still get anything you want instantly. You know, people pay for like the one day shipping to get their item right away. Like we just want it right away. And I don't think there's anything wrong with like going out to coffee or going shopping or doing certain things like those things are fun to do but it can become really dangerous when you're just you have this desire and boom you immediately go after it well if you even think about it like netflix you like want to watch something i like back i don't even know how many years ago like you'd probably have to go to Redbox, go rent the movie go get it all these other things no like instant gratification is everywhere today if i just wanted to watch the movie i could you know pull it up on the internet and buy it and watch Mm -hmm. it right there Mm -hmm. like everything is so instant even like like you said the shipping if i want something i can go to amazon and probably have it to my house in two days if i wanted right like less than that even right yeah and addy and i are being a little bit hypocritical with the expedited shipping thing here because We made business cards and we realized like, you know, okay, here's our finalized business card. We're like, oh no, we need these like next weekend and we don't have time to wait. And, you know, you have to take in consideration the time it takes the company to print the cards and whatever, whatever. And so we definitely paid like $40 for shipping so we could make sure we got it right away, which we did get it in time. I don't know if that was instant gratification, but rather poor planning, Uh poor planning rather than instant gratification. I guess what I'm trying to say is we don't want to be like, whenever you use like two-day shipping or just go get something right away when you need it, that doesn't necessarily mean you're giving in to the desires of your flesh. There, It's great that we live in America and we can do these things because there are super practical things that we just need and it is practical sometimes to do these things, but we're just saying like the whole material things in our world is so everyone loves things and we just have this accumulation of so much stuff all the time and just remembering like am I when I need this thing or when I think I need this thing like am I giving into the desires of my flesh or am I really putting God first in what I'm doing here yeah and I'm actually reading in Daniel right now and it's talking about Babylon and how you know Daniel was thrown into that culture and like Ella was saying it's not that it's bad to like go use two-day shipping on Amazon Mm -hmm. it's the fact that it's we're kind of being like indoctrinated by the culture and we have to be really careful about this because it can easily turn selfish where I just have this desire I act on this desire and it's just this you know growing selfish ball of I get what I want I am my own god right and I think too you know people say like oh I think I consider myself a patient person or I'm a patient person but I don't think any of us at least in America, truly know what it actually means to be patient because you might be patient with a little kid or something for an hour, 
but no one really truly understands the meaning of being patient because anything we want we can get basically and quickly Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah that leads us to our next point though which is the desires of the eyes and this can be like wanting the newest iphone that everyone has um always being on top of the next clothing trend where it's like oh skinny jeans are just out gotta get rid of them all and get my (laughs) good old mom jeans on um you know wanting the social status that our friends have you know as we get older like wow, she has a house. She's like, you know, up there in life. I need that and all mm-hmm. these things. So kind of just like the de- desire of seeing something being like, I want that, like mm-hmm. that jealous desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is another thing that I think we definitely see a lot of in today's culture. And I feel like I'm kind of guilty of this too because personally for me, I like having nice things. I just like to have nice things. Addie knows this is true. My parents know this is true. I just like nice stuff. I don't know. For instance, Ella cracked her iPhone. And instead of going and just fixing the screen, she bought a brand new one. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, I was like, well, the battery is getting kind of bad and it's getting slow. So I might as well just get a new one. But I don't know. I just enjoy having nice things. I don't know what it is. I don't think of myself as a materialistic person because I'm not super attached to my items. And I don't have a lot of things but I just enjoy having nice things I don't know (laughs) I just like having nice stuff where did we come to in this episode I'm not sure where we're at right now but the desires of the eyes yeah yeah I'm just saying it's very apparent today like all of these things in this list that we're going through here it happens a lot today and even with ourselves maybe I need to step back and take a little heart check on my desire to have nice items I don't know but Our whole point with the desires of the eyes is just seeing something that someone else has or something in the store or whatever it is and just feeling like you have to have it. I have to get that. I have to take that. And it doesn't even need to be like an item that you see. You know, we see this even in the Ten Commandments where the Lord tells us, thou shall not covet thy neighbor's house, thy neighbor's land, their wife, all these different things like it doesn't necessarily have to be a material item it could be someone else's relationship you see someone dating and you're like oh I just want that I wish I had a boyfriend or girlfriend or just certain things like that is kind of what I'm trying to get at here trying to make my point about me loving nice things a good point for the podcast but anyway (laughs) anyway we need to move on before I go off but also We see this over and over that people are running after these things, but once they get there, they're never satisfied. Mm -hmm. We all know that, but we still run after the things where it's like people's like, if I just had, like, if my body just looked a certain way, then I'd be happy. And then people get there and they're not satisfied at all. Like they're running to the next thing. And we've talked about this a lot on the podcast where it's like, that's a hole that is only meant to be filled by God. We're trying to fill it with things of this world, which are not going to satisfy because right. God alone satisfies. And so it's back to that, you know, the desire of the eyes. You may want it, but once you get it, you're probably not going to be satisfied with it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next point we have with this um, love of the world is the pride of life and this desire to just be the best of the best and to be better than everyone else or to have a lot of power or status or certain things like that. And this is a very dangerous thing all of these things we're talking about are very dangerous but this is actually pretty much the very thing that got satan kicked out of heaven essentially Mm -hmm. yeah so 
the pride of life is anything that really exalts our, ourselves above other people. And we see that Satan was actually kicked out of heaven for this because Satan desired, you know, to be like God, not to be a servant of God. And we actually see that in Isaiah chapter 14, verses 14 through 15, which says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. So this is Satan who was an angel. And he was like, hey, you know, this whole God thing. Yeah, that's cool and all, but like, watch me. I'm going to become mm-hmm. my own God. Like I got this, you know, I'm the best of the best here. I go watch me. That is the pride of life. And that is the very thing that got Satan kicked out of heaven because mm-hmm. he had this in our culture. We have that all the time. It's just hidden in everyday practices. We, th- we find this normal, you know, to, I, we've talked about this before, like the self-love movement, like mm-hmm. love yourself first, put yourself first. That's what Satan did. Satan mm-hmm. said like, Hey, I'm the best of the best. Watch me mm-hmm. manifesting. We talked about this. Well, I'm not sure if you guys have listened to this episode <laughs> yet. If not, you know, here we go. I'm spoiler alert. We're going to talk about manifesting in a, a future podcast, or you might've already listened to it anyway, but it's like this desire of, I can make my own success. I'm the author of my own success. Watch me do it. Here I go. That's the very thing that Satan got kicked out of heaven before. That mm-hmm. is the pride of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to put kind of a disclaimer out there. It's not wrong to have ambition, to want that good job or that certain thing. Like, it's. I don't think that's a wrong thing per se, but it does become dangerous when you think of yourself as the best and the highest or you're really desiring that over God and whatever but we're told to be humble to be servants and no it's not wrong to have ambition but you need to be really careful that this doesn't turn into the pride of life Mm -hmm. as I was researching for this episode I actually went to google and like googled um, top like motivational quotes and I pulled out a couple just to like I don't know, put in what the culture is really trying to tell us and preach to us and how this really is the pride of life. So just like think about some of these as I read them. And so one of them is, if I can find it on my page, one of them is, I'm just going to do what makes me happy. I hear this all the time where someone's like, well, that just doesn't make me happy. You know, I'm just... I'm just going to do what makes me happy right now. Like, okay, becoming your own God. And then, (laughs) well, okay, you shouldn't be miserable all the time. If you're happy, that doesn't mean you're doing, you're prideful or whatever. God doesn't want us to live miserable lives. Yes, we should be happy, but we're not always going to be happy. That's, God promised that, promises that in this life. Um, But I, what we're trying to say with this quote is that, when you're constantly thinking about do what makes me happy, put myself first all the time, it's all about me, 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 I need to be happy, I need to feel this way, then that's dangerous, that's the pride of life. Right, well, it's a very selfish desire. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one is, I am the author of my own future. Um, We see that very clearly in the Bible, that God is the author of our future, and Mm -hmm. when you think, you know, what I do today is going to affect my tomorrow, well, yeah, in a way, but you don't define your own success. God is the author of that. And no matter how much you try to push for a certain thing in your life, and you try to get the certain thing, if it's not God's will, it is not going to happen. And this is a big part of my testimony, and I've learned this the hard way. If that's not God's plan, it is not going to happen no matter how hard you push and try. It just won't. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One of my actually favorites on this list is your greatest responsibility is to love yourself and know that you are enough, which is crazy to me to think about because I could read that, you know, on a nice, cute Instagram post and be like, oh, yeah, it's important, you know, to love myself. But if you go to scripture, we see, you know, really clearly in Matthew chapter 22, you know, they're asking, hey, God, or hey, Jesus, like, what is the number one command? And Jesus says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And we're like over here, you know, the like, first thing you, you should are do number one, love is love yourself. yourself. Yeah. Right. And you don't want to not like yourself either. God made you and he made your body. And it is important to like the creation that God made you to be because you are his child, you are his creation, and we do matter. But we shouldn't be putting the love for ourselves over the love of God and the love of others. Yeah, and I think that's really the point we're trying to make here is the pride of life, the sin of this, is making yourself a God or putting yourself above God unknowingly. Like, Mm -hmm. none of us are like, wow, I believe that I'm putting myself above God. It's kind of just a subconscious thing we do when trying to, you know, better ourselves to manifest success for ourselves and all of mm-hmm. these other things, but it it seeps in. That's what our culture is telling us to do to be successful when in reality, like it's going against what the Bible says. Right. And I think it's important to note too, you know, we went through this list of like things we do that point to this pride of life or loving the world or whatever, but it's important to remember to you know, you might be sitting here listening, thinking, well, I don't do these things. This, I don't actually go do these things, so I don't love the world. But worldliness isn't just our external behavior. Um, worldliness affects us internally. It begins in the heart, really. And so this might still be going on in your heart, but you're not going out and actually doing these things. And so just be very careful and ask God to kind of give you a heart check. Are you craving physical pro- pleasure? Are you craving everything you see? Do you take pride in your achievements and possessions and whatever? And so I would just be mindful of that and ask God to kind of give you a heart check and just ask him, God, show me and tell me if I'm harboring this in my heart, if I'm craving the world, loving the world in my heart, but maybe not doing it like how we explained how often looks, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Two, as a Christian, you know, the point of our life is to lay it down at the feet of the cross and surrender for Jesus. It isn't to, you know, like you were saying, you know, be the author of your own success. Look for this, you know, physical pleasure, you know, being the God of materialism and these other things. It really is this act of surrender because I lay my life down in surrender because Christ did that for me. Mm-hmm. In 1 John 3, verse 16, it says, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, that we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this whole idea of surrendering our lives to him and putting it at the feet of the cross, this is really something that we need to do every day as Christians. It's not just, oh, I was saved, I gave my life to Christ, I'm done, I'm good. This is something that needs to happen every day, really every moment of every day, honestly, because our flesh desires to take control, desires to do things ourselves, to keep our life in our own hands, which we can't do either way, whether we surrender it or not. Um, But just every day having that heart and mindset and going to God and saying, you know, here's another day, here's my life, this is yours, you know, I'm just giving this day to you. 
Yeah, and this whole idea of surrender, it actually makes me think of the story in Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 30 about the rich young ruler. And I think a lot of us are probably familiar with this story. I think it kind of gets mm-hmm. preached on quite a bit. But really, the idea behind this story is um, there's this rich young ruler and he comes to Jesus and he asks like, hey, Jesus, you know, what commandments do I have to keep in order to have eternal life? And, you know, Jesus spits out some commandments and the guy is like, dude, like I've kept those since birth. I'm good. And next Jesus goes, well, hey, you know, it's not about the commandments you keep, but rather the condition of your heart. Cause Jesus knew that this man was like connected to his money. Like mm-hmm. he was just, his money was an idol for him. And at the end of this story, um, there's the verse in verse 30 and it says, but many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. And really kind of the in the idea of this verse or when we break it down is those who, you know, are living for themselves or for, or are living for the world, trying to be their own God, you know, the pride of life that we were just mm-hmm. talking about. Those people appear to be first in society, you know, and we'd look mm-hmm. at them, we're like, oh, hey, you know, there they are. But really God's saying like, no, my, my kingdom is upside down. So those who appear to be first in this world, like they're likely going to be last. And those who appear to be last in this world, you know, that who, who have given their life in surrender to God and have said like, God, here's my life, use it, take it, and have kind of fled from the things of this world, like they will be first. Mm-hmm. And it is that whole upside upside down idea of, you know, sometimes what we think or we define as success is, is really not what defines us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of just want to end this episode with, you know, we talked a lot about buying things or material things or, just certain things like that. And, you know, this last narrative we talked about with the rich young ruler, and it's not a bad thing to have items and to have money and certain things. Most of the time, these are a blessing from God. And I just think these things can easily become a stumbling block for many. And so that's why we need to be so careful of money and just having items. And because it can become an easy stumbling block and we just have to be careful of what our heart posture is with this whole topic of loving the world and I would just end by saying truly check your heart and ask God to check your heart and show you if you are a lover of the world if you do love these certain things that he would show you and that you could learn to love God more than the world. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, that's basically what we had for you guys kind of to wrap up our Valentine's episode. Yes, obviously not a relationship episode, but I think it's it's a really good topic that we can all sit and kind of evaluate our lives and ask ourselves, you know, you know, do I have the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life? And I'd even encourage you guys to go read in First John. Um, this passage is found in chapter two, but it's a short, it's a short little book. You could read all mm-hmm. the way through it. But like I said, that's all we have for you guys today. Thank you once again for listening to a- another episode of us, and we will see you in a future episode. Bye. Oh, hey, you're still here. While you're still here, just one more thing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook by searching Not Me But You Productions. And make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Thanks again for listening.